Hey everybody, Jonathan here. Listen, the podcast you're about to listen to is a podcast that Christian and I were actually guests on. So it's the Free and Redeemed podcast uh, that is that uh, our, a friend that uh, we met on Facebook. His name's Simon. He runs the podcast, makes some really excellent episodes. He's a very good editor, uh, just a very nice guy, very, very generous, very kind, very intelligent. It was just uh, it was a great experience, so we're we're just uh, we're happy to share this with you all. Uh, it was a tough subject. We talked about demonic activity and depression and and uh, just different things that go along with line with that. You know, just different uh, you know break off subjects, I guess. But uh, I definitely think you'll find this interesting. I think you'll find it helpful. I think you find it challenging. Uh, so be sure to listen, subscribe to our channels and our platforms and follow us on social media, but also check out free and uh, the free and redeem podcast. He's got some, like I say, he's just got some very interesting interviews and just different topics that he covers. So I would highly suggest you check it out, but without further ado, please enjoy the podcast and let us know what you think. God bless. I think almost without a shadow of a doubt, that is demonic activity that we can see right now is like this new age, uh, the new age thoughts that have been popping up. You yeah. know, I think uh, uh, I, it almost seems like how all these people are coming together and like all their thoughts are almost, you know, not identical, but very similar. It's almost like they have a soul teacher. Yeah. Uh, my professor, he taught, <laughs> a, uh, he taught a world religions class one time. And he said that these kids that weren't Christians that were in there, he said that they they all were kind of given their thoughts, and he said in all these different classes, all their thoughts came down to one. And it's like it's he said it's almost like they have a soul teacher, you know. And so I think like demons are are you know teaching false things, you know, and especially in new age stuff, you get uh, you're getting visions, you're getting these you know these personal thoughts, it's pragmatism, you know. And so all these people are getting their own philosophical thoughts and ideas and all this stuff. And so I think that that Satan is is communicating with people's minds in that way and it was the word of god that kind of brought me out of all of that and if you look into ephesians 6 it's talking about the armor of god and you have all these defensive weapons but the only offensive weapon is the word of god and prayer and so i think to take us away from those things we have to be on the word of god Hey everybody, you are listening to Grace Bond Ministries. Grace Bond Ministries is about sharing the Word of God, having conversations about difficult topics, talking about apologetics, coming together, tackling issues, answering questions, studying the scripture, uh, doing devotionals. Listen, Grace Bond Ministries has so many different things that we're going to talk about, that we have talked about, we're going to continue talking about, uh, and this podcast is made for someone who wants to know more about the Christian faith, or wants answers to their questions, or just wants to ask questions, or just wants a safe place to talk about things, even things like politics, you know, abortion, uh, homosexuality, hell, you know, or just how do I have strong faith? That's what you're going to get when you listen to Grace Bond Ministries. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you are blessed and encouraged by what we do here. But on the flip side, there are instances where uh, people are, are uh, I think it was Solomon or Saul is literally tormented by an evil spirit to the point where, you know, he despised even, de- even life itself. 
Uh, and then there was somebody in Acts, and I, I forgot to write it down, but there was a man in Acts that said he was out of his mind because he was demonically possessed, right? So, possessed, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there were there were instances where somebody actually was demonically possessed where they did end up with a mental health issue. But the key is, is that even in the scriptures where it's just filled with the spiritual warfare, the actual spiritual warfare that's out there and actual, you know, exorcisms, uh, it was still rare. <laughs> um, you think about the passage in Romans where it's, uh, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I think... He can use something as simple as our past or our sins in our past, and it's continually brought up can be something and something that the devil can use to tempt us or to make us fall into that depressive state. Hello and welcome to the Free and Redeem podcast. As you know, I am your host, Simon, and I'm excited for today's episode, guys. But if you're new to this platform, I want to welcome you. Thank you for stopping by. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, like this content, and follow me on social media since we are frequently posting on there for all the latest updates and additional content. If no questions are asked, let's go ahead and get started with today's episode, guys. See you on the other side. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode. So today we are going to do be doing something a little bit different. As you know, when I have guests on the show, typically we do it kind of in an interview guide form. But today I have with me Christian uh, and Jonathan, and uh, they are actually the hosts of Grace Bond, Grace Bond Ministries. And yeah, we decided to kind of do a partner a collaboration and partner up and speak on a very controversial subject but guys great to have you on the show and uh yeah excited to to have y'all i guess to tell y'all's background how long y'all been doing podcasting and what is something you a message y'all really want to speak on uh, regarding grace bond ministries whoever wants to go first yeah, <laughs> yeah i i go first uh uh and christian if you got anything to add i'm sure it's probably yeah. a little bit different from your perspective too but <laughs> uh <laughs> So, so I, I watched, I used to watch a couple of uh, podcasts uh, go in school and then uh, coming out of, of uh, undergrad. Uh, and, you know, I just, two of them in particular, one was Remnant Radio. Uh, the other one is the uh, Ask Dr. Brown podcast uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. or Line of Fire, either one. But uh, anyway, so I, I was really interested in both of those. And then I really thought about it. I'm like, man, I wonder, you know, maybe I could do a podcast like that. So both of those shows kind of influenced me to kind of start it. Um, and one of my main concerns in the theological and Christian world uh, is this the divisiveness that was created um, over controversial topics. And yeah. uh, so I was just really praying about a name and a really, really strong focus. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, what is it that brings all Christians together, even when they do disagree? Uh, and I think it's, you know, what, what, what bounds us all together in one, uh, you know, worldwide universal church and uh, it, it, and I really think that it's grace. And I was just uh, Ephesians two eight and nine really just came to mind. And I'm like, you know what? 
what about Grace Bond Ministries? And so I wrote that down as soon as it popped to my head. And I, I really think God gave me that name. And uh, now I'm looking it up. There's no other ministry like that. There's a Grace Bond, mini- like a, there's like a Grace, there's a bunch of Grace Ministries, but yeah. uh, Grace Bond Ministries is a, a, a unique name. And so, uh, so yeah, that's what we went with and, and just kind of started having conversations and theological topics and having a bunch of guests on and, and uh, just some really cool things. Dr. Brown himself actually came on once. Uh, and uh, Joshua mm-hmm. Lewis from Marinement Radio came on uh, just recently. Uh, so it was, it was, it's pretty cool. To, it's pretty cool to watch. And it's funny because, <laughs> you know, both of those podcasts, if you uh, if you guys know who they are, uh, both of them are, are uh, very, very charismatic podcast. And uh, Christian and I both don't yeah. consider ourselves charismatic. And and, uh, <laughs> and so anyways, so, yeah, we've been doing that. Uh, I've been doing it for, uh, I guess, about two and a half years now. And uh, then Christian about. About a year in, I, I uh, reached out to Christian. I said, "Hey, dude, I'm I'm working on this podcast. Would you uh, Would you like to join?" And so then Christian uh, and actually ended up joining with me uh, in January of last year. So now him and I have been doing uh, podcasts consistently every two weeks uh, nice. for the past year, and uh, we just kind of talk about uh, current events, different topics. You know, like our last topic is what is prayer. Our next one is uh, when when God doesn't answer prayer, and we got one coming up on alcoholism. So. Uh, we got a couple of really, mm-hmm. a really interesting uh, conversations. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, and and we're we're I'm super thankful. I know Christian would say the same thing. We're super thankful to be able to uh, collaborate with you on this. And uh, it's Absolutely. funny though because <laughs> <laughs> when I was talking about this topic, I was like, I need to go find somebody, um, you know, that really knows a lot about this and have them, you know, come on my podcast to talk about it. But uh, <laughs> then we ended up kind of talking about this all together. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, but it's a, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Christian, did you want to add on to anything or? Yeah, well, I guess unlike John, I didn't. I don't know if I really thought of much podcasts before joining this one and after this one. I've kind of been hooked, and it's been awesome. Me and him went to college together, and pretty much our beliefs line up in a lot of things, and learning i think especially from our college how to debate with people and not do it in an angry way and i think that's one of the main things he he did to start it and i noticed that all the time that if we disagree people just try to yell at each other and it gets yeah. nothing done yeah and so <laughs> it's awesome no, being don't. on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no that's interesting so if uh if i remember correctly christian you're from georgia and i yes. Um, Jonathan, I believe you are currently living in Florida. Right. Yep. Yeah. I'm, like, you... I'm in mid Florida. Okay. Nice. I was actually just in Dustin um, last year, last summer. Uh, Florida's definitely a, an amazing state, just uh, definitely a little bit different from Texas since I'm a Texan. <laughs> so if I say y'all a lot in this podcast, well, I guess that's my natural <laughs> accent. So <laughs> uh, we, we say that too. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, great. So, yeah, so today's episode, uh, Jonathan, I know you initially reached out to me. Um, I was looking for some new guests and I realized I was in the Facebook group. I believe it was Christian Podcasters. So I said, hey, looking for guests, anyone who wants to check it out or do a collaboration, reach out. And man, I did not expect that response that I got. Like, man, like I think it was about 50 or 60 other uh influencers or podcast hosts reached out to me and of course i know you reached out saying hey i would like to do a collab with my co-host and right away (laughs) when what you brought to the table it was about what are your thoughts on 
the topic or subject of mental health and demonic activity. And I'm like, whoa, okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's not your average uh, Sunday sermon pod, uh, podcast or your <laughs> average Sunday. It's just like, wow. Like, And I thought, man, that's perfect. That's like a subject I really want to get into because um, let's be real here. Mental health, I think, is a real issue. And um, if you, uh, when I first started the podcast, I did an episode on mental health. It was a bit of a long episode only because I was really, there was a lot of points I wanted to share, but uh, something I've learned about mental health, and I even put this on the notes and everything, I'll probably even reference the article again, but it was on healthline.com. And they did a recent study after COVID-19, which let's be real, COVID-19 really hit a lot of people. (laughs) Not just physically, but mentally, but um, it's amazing how the human brain can work. In in that article, it says typically a human has more than 6,000 thoughts per day. And they actually said every thought that a human has is based on a decision as well. So they said, I believe humans make over 7,000 to 10,000 decisions a a day based on thought. And of course, in the episode I did, I mostly just spoke on how the, in the study they did, they say that mostly negative thoughts definitely outweighed positive thoughts. And that's where a lot of people were like, you know, thinking thoughts like, man, am I going to get this job? You know, worried about certain things. And then it just became like low self-esteem type thoughts. Like I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be this way. And another article I looked into, uh, people are saying depression is at an all time high. Like, I believe from 2005, I think it was from 6, 6%. Now it's increased to 15% of people that are coming out being uh, clinically, clinically depressed. So yeah, ultimately, I think, yeah, this is a subject that definitely needs to be talked about. But I guess like to get started, like, what would you say? What are your thoughts on mental health? Is that something that you guys have looked into specifically on your platform or in y'all's ministry, have y'all like identified like is mental health? Do you believe mental health should be a priority as believers uh, today? So, I uh, my my dad, I'll just throw him under the bus real quick. Uh, <laughs> no, I just kidding. Uh, no, I mean my dad have talked about this before. He my dad was a pastor. He has a, a master's of arts in Christian counseling, and um, you know in in the Christian counseling well. And the Christian realm and within among pastors and, and things like that, uh, there is a there is a uh, debate, discussion, whatever you want to call it, uh, if there should be, um, you know, is is, you know, is mental health all spiritual issues? Um, is it something that we can, you know, is it something we can figure out without uh, mm-hmm. a psychiatrist, uh, without you know, <clears throat> drugs, without you know, professional therapy? Um, and so sometimes, uh, I think like my dad personally, you know, he kind of leaned towards, uh, you know, you just need to have a strong relationship with God and all your mental health will get figured out. But, uh, so the, but the way I go about it, um, and it, it's gonna, I mean, specifically, I think we're going to talk mostly today about depression and suicide, but, um, you know, there is a, a plethora of, of mental health issues, uh, that have, that have, uh, you know, been diagnosed and there's ways to diagnose them. There's ways to see them. Uh, You know, there's, there's habits that you can see uh, that show that someone has even depression, you know, between major depression and minor depression. 
Um, you know, not that there really is a minor depression, but, um, uh, you know, so there's different ways you could see that. Um, then the debate really comes down to is like I said, should, you know, can this all be figured out by just talking with your pastor and get closer to God or, uh, do you need professional help? And, uh, I, I'm of the opinion and I will get into this some more, but I'm of the opinion that sometimes, yes, you can, um, you know, you can just find a friend. And or a pastor, somebody that can just point you to the scriptures, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, if you're really worried about tomorrow, Jesus literally said, do not worry about tomorrow, you know, yeah, uh, sure. because God, God will take care of tomorrow, you know. So um, if it's just something like that or if it's, you know, but then sometimes there's things like a major depressive, you know, major depressive disorder where, you know, you, I just don't I don't think that you are going to. Um, just the same thing with a physical illness, you know, like God can't perform a miracle, right? God can take cancer out of a person's body instantly. Um, but most people are going to have to probably go through chemo because God doesn't uh, perform miracles on every single person that's sick, you know? Yeah. Uh, and oftentimes miracles are actually pretty rare, especially, you know, even if you look in, in the Bible, uh, and I would even argue during the time of Jesus that miracles were, uh, you know, rarer than they could have been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so uh, that's kind of where I'm at. So like in, in my position as a youth pastor, um, so like when I meet with a kid, sometimes I feel like, hey, this is something that I could just talk with them maybe a couple of times and then maybe they can kind of work their way through this, you know, especially when you're dealing with like the troubles of death and fear of death and stuff like that. Um, but then sometimes if I'm like, all right, now this is something that is just it's just above my pay grade or this is something like, hey, they probably need to meet with somebody on a regular basis. They're going to need somebody that's a licensed counselor, you know, so uh, I'm kind of a supporter of both. Uh, yeah. And that's one thing people critique me a lot is I'm always on the line <laughs> of everything, but yeah. uh, I'm a supporter of both. And I'm, I'm sure we'll get into this some more here in this just a minute, but yeah, that's kind of my general thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, Christian, like, what would your thoughts be? Uh, I guess the initial discussion question or opening question is how sh- serious should Christians observe mental health? Uh, because here's the thing, the church, we are the church, but let's be honest, yeah. the church isn't perfect. <laughs> No. Uh, especially since I guess I mean since both of y'all are youth pastors you're working with a lot of young people and so coming from someone who's been in youth ministry as well mental health uh, mental health is real you know based on yeah. what I mean when the people go to church it's like what they receive when they go back home or when they go to school or whatever that situation may be so in my opinion yeah it should definitely be taken serious but I guess what are your thoughts on that yeah I agree with you guys, I've seen it. I mean, I've battled depression in certain areas, and I think it can come in spurts for certain people. And then, like Jonathan was saying, I think in certain people's lives, it's a, like brain chemicals can be off. And God gave us doctors. God gave us people who have the medicine to help revert those chemicals. And I think a lot of youth, it's the certain period they're going through. And if they would be able to see God's truth of their own life, then it would take them away from that. Because oftentimes it's our own negative thoughts or um, the situations we're in, or we're just alone. I think with COVID-19, especially (laughs) it's secluded everybody you're by yourself. And oftentimes we can't stay sane if we sit there by ourselves. We're not meant to be, by ourselves we're meant to be a community with other believers and so i think that's what a lot of it is 
And then I think it's been suppressed over the years where you're not supposed to talk about that because it's kind of like a no-no word in the church yeah. or in society. And now it's finally, I guess, coming to a point where everybody can talk about it. And if you've had it, <laughs> then you can get help. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, a scripture I always like to use, and I feel like it's a scripture that I do believe ties into mental health, but it's in Romans chapter 12, verse two. And Paul, of course, is talking to the Roman church or the believers out in the Roman empire. And it's do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. So um, I remember when I went to a men's discipleship group about two years ago, uh, one of the things, cause I was like, just like, as you mentioned, I was dealing with depression and uh, dealing with uh, just a lot of stuff that went on uh, personally in my life. And I remember uh, this man of God who pretty much well, it was like a father figure in my life. I remember he just straight up told me, he goes, you need how to, you need to learn how to exercise your spirit mentally he says, like, when you're going to the gym, it's like you're actually building strength. He says, yeah. and he used to send me scriptures all the time. He would send me, like, a list of, like, you know, biblical affirmations. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. And, you know, I actually would not read it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, sure. you know, shame on me for not doing that. But, like, I actually realized, you know, over time when I decided to recover from my personal mental health issues, I actually realized, you know what, he's right you know, mental health, it's like an exercise. But naturally, I feel like, you know, we struggle, as I mentioned earlier, like we struggle mentally with kind of the negative things that occur in our life. And it all comes from, you know, past experiences, I believe. But that's kind of where I'm leaning in in today's episode. Because mental health, personally, the reason why I think believers and pastors and Ultimately, just any believer in general needs why we need to take it seriously is because we don't realize that there are consequences when it's not taken seriously. I think it was, I can't remember if it was last year. Y'all might have seen this on the news, but I think there was a Miss America or former Miss America, a very beautiful yeah. woman. And, you know, like you see pictures, you see videos of her. She seems super happy, like she's loving her life. And then just out of nowhere, yeah jumps off of her apartment, commits suicide and writes a suicide note. And you actually find out behind the scenes, she was like deeply depressed. So, and what's crazy is according to friends and family, like she was going to therapy, like she was actually, you know, talking it out with someone that still decided to end her life somehow, some way, which is why in this discussion, I'm taking it a step further. Like, yeah, we should take it serious. There's counseling, there's this. But I think in some ways, we should also understand that there's a spiritual side to mental health. And that's where we kind of get into demonic activity. And it's the topic of demons and evil spirits, which we, it's like, there's that, that's where the controversy comes in. As we talked about, I know you said some of your guests were charismatics. Um, I, I'm not sure if I would consider myself a charismatic person, but people that definitely believe, Hey, there's definitely a demon behind this and everything. And of course it's just a quick background. What are demons and are they real? Well, 
demons are also known as fallen angels along with lucifer who was casted into outer darkness and um i will say this i believe i personally believe demons are spiritual beings that are located here on earth that have the ability to manipulate two things in god's act of creation and that's the power of influence and the power of possession but it's a big controversial debate and i guess like in y'all's ministry like what would y'all say what is your view of demonic activity do you believe that's real is there something like in the bible that you say you feel like you can you observe this in but yeah that's what i personally see taking it a step further past mental health at, at certain times yeah so um uh do you have something christian um i mean personally i don't think i've seen in my ministry, somebody possessed by a demon or anything mm -hmm. of that nature. I know Baptists tend to not take it too seriously. And that when there's technical difficulties or something, they'll blame it on the devil, which I mean, I, I don't think he cares that much about a technological issue, but <laughs> I mean, they could influence something <laughs> as silly as that. Or, yeah, I mean, you can tell when people are, on the right track going fast after God, then all of a sudden just make a turn. And you can see it in the Bible where demons entice certain people or in the story. I thought of the story of Saul where he's steadily just depressed and you can talk about the spirit leading him to be mm -hmm. angry at David and just the turmoil he goes through. And then in turn, David goes through the same turmoil. And so you can see, the influence of people when I think depression is a key point in that where believers can still suffer with depression. Yeah. I think it, it would probably be a lot of influence of demons when you think about it and then the spiritual warfare in that fact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, uh, this is, this is when I was uh, studying, uh, for this podcast, the one thing I've been meaning to study in the scriptures specifically. Uh, so there's two things I've been meaning to study and this podcast really forced me to sit down and actually do it. Uh, one of them was from the scriptures. It is okay. Look at the demonic possession in the scriptures. What does the demonic possession look like? All right. Uh, mm -hmm. Who was demonically possessed and who was not demonically possessed. possessed yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and then the other thing was on the, on the flip end. Okay. Let's figure out, uh, you know, my other my other thing I kind of was looking at was um, when it comes to specifically depression and suicide. All right. That's what we kind of decided to focus on. You know, OK, what what things in the medical world are they actually finding? You know, is there uh, are they actually able to find uh, uh, chemicals that are imbalanced in the brain? Um, and I did some research on what exactly antidepressants do. Um, but um <clears throat> So there's a couple of different thoughts I ended up with. One is when you look at the scriptures, not everybody, even if you just take a physical illness, uh, not everybody that was physically healed, even in the gospels, not everybody physically healed was had a demon exercised out of them. All right. So yeah, um, that's that's uh, that one's kind of for the hyper charismatic. I think everything's a demon, you know. Um, and I know a couple <laughs> of preachers that I've I've had some some interaction with that believe that you know they. Anytime there's any kind of illness, sickness, mental health issue, whatever, they say, all right, we need to get this demon out of you, you know? 
Um, so I think that's biblically inaccurate. Um, but on the flip side, there are instances where uh, people are, are uh, I think it was Solomon or Saul is literally tormented by an evil spirit to the point where, you know, he despised even de- even life itself. Uh, and then there was somebody in Acts, and I, I forgot to write it down, but there was a man in Acts that said he was out of his mind because he was demonically possessed, right? So, possessed, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there were there were instances where somebody actually was demonically possessed where they did end up with a mental health issue. But the key is, is that even in the scriptures where it's just filled with the spiritual warfare, the actual spiritual warfare that's out there, and actual, you know, exorcisms, uh, it was still rare. Well, <laughs> demons like Mary, she was, you know, she pretty rare that somebody, uh, it was pretty rare that somebody had a mental health issue and were demonically possessed. Uh, so I think that can transfer over today that maybe on rare occurrences, there could be someone who actually is demonically possessed, which I would, I believe would have to be somebody that's not even a Christian, uh, but it could be somebody that's demonically mm-hmm. possessed and have, have a mental health issue. Um, but I think what we're dealing with most of the time is just the demonic, uh, you know, what we would call oppression, where maybe there are uh, maybe there are like demons that are maybe especially Christian people that are getting around Christian people and putting different influences and things around them. You know, um, but uh, so that that's also a possibility. Another possibility, though, is that from the start, from the from the fall in Genesis, the the earth people everything has been corrupted everything is cursed people are cursed the the world is cursed you know and in yeah. james it talks about it talks about even with temptation how uh, it's our own fleshly desires Desire. is what temp- is yeah it's that's what tempts us and so sometimes maybe maybe the devil can put you know or, or demons can put certain things around us that can feed off of that temptation we have through our flesh you know um so i think that's a possibility and i think that could transfer over to uh, depression or suicide or whatever, um, you know, so, uh, and, and I don't know, I think, I think when you just kind of combine all this together and there are actually studies and some of these articles we talked about, uh, there are chemical imbalances that can happen. Um, they also talked about in the articles, uh, in Healthline, public health. And, uh, there's one other article I looked at, uh, maybe a WebMD, uh, but they all talked about how, you know, depression, a lot of times that comes from specific events, you know, uh, yeah. that it, that there, there are instances where it comes just because of some kind of biological issue or whatever, but, uh, there are actually, uh, events that transpire that bring someone to depression. So, uh, I think we do need to treat it, uh, as if, Hey, this is a spiritual issue because, um, you know, there, there are, uh, because of Ephesians six, it says our battle is not six twelve. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's yeah. Against, yeah. So it's, it's against the spiritual darknesses of the world and, uh, so that's that's an important uh, piece of text to uh, to make sure we know, because uh, some of this can be spiritual issues, you know. Um, and but I think a lot of it, you know, sometimes, though, it's just our own flesh. It's just the curses on the world. Uh, you know, so we can't we can't just go around exercising demons out of people. Uh, sometimes it takes it takes just getting to know Jesus more. That's what that's what kind of happened with me, uh, yeah. just getting closer to Jesus. Um, but I do definitely regret because I, I went through a uh, major depression myself. Um, and, but I never, never went to a clinic, never sought the help. I, I think I should have had, uh, I should have sought after, uh, you know, I had no guidance to that. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think that definitely could have helped, but even in the articles I was reading, you know, going to therapy, cause like, uh, there was specifically, 
um, uh, WebMD, it talks about major depression. Um, uh, what was it? The first article, uh, uh, the Healthline link, the Healthline uh, article, uh, it talked about three ways to deal with unwanted thoughts or depressive yeah. thoughts or whatever. One's accept it, move on, practice meditation and mindfulness, and then working with a therapist. But uh, specifically when it comes to depression, uh, I think it's important to figure out where the depression started, where it came from. Then you can figure out, okay, is this a spiritual issue? Was it just come out of nowhere and all of a sudden just just feeling really overwhelmed by all these depressive thoughts? Maybe that's mm-hmm. a demonic presence around you that's trying to take you away from Christ. Uh, or is it something, hey, there was an event that happened and, you know, maybe maybe, you know, the promises of the Bible. Maybe you don't just have maybe you just don't have faith in those promises. You know, sometimes that can that can bother you some. So. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of thoughts there, a lot of different things uh, yeah. we can get deeper on. But it's kind of my kind of general general response to that. But yeah. Yeah. And I think to kind of continue on with what you're saying. So I think a big key question to really answer is, are demons active here on earth or is the enemy active here on earth? My answer is not yes, but heck yes. (laughs) I personally do believe like, yes, the enemy and his minions are active here on earth. And Peter pretty much says it in first Peter chapter five, verse eight, where the devil comes around like a prowling lion seeking who he may devour. So there is a controversy sometimes in the Christian world today where some Christians who are kind of against the charismatic movement a bit, like demons are not real here on earth, they're chained up in hell, they're just awaiting their torture, their torment, (laughs) or whatnot. And I mean, there are multiple scriptures that actually kind of, I wouldn't say contradict that, but basically back up that demons are pretty active here on earth in First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. And Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 as uh, as Jonathan just mentioned but I think a big one is actually Revelation 16 verse 14 where John the Revelator says when he saw in the last days he says for they are demonic spirits performing signs who go around to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle against the great day of God almighty basically talking about demonic spirits performing false miracles so I think to really get this out of the way The internet is one large community today with some of our most cherished websites. This can include YouTube, Google, social media platforms, our favorite streaming services, and of course, online shopping from some of our favorite stores like Amazon. And as great as all of this can be, guys, we have to be aware that there are potential hackers, malicious bots, and destructive viruses that could really destroy your device and take all of your valuable information with just the click of a button. That's why I want to introduce you guys to NordVPN, our sponsor for today's episode. Take your cybersecurity to the next level and sign up for NordVPN's threat protection feature. You don't need to download a VPN server or download a malicious software to put protection on your specific device. NordVPN gives you the option to connect their software to multiple devices with simply just the click of a button. You don't need to track any of your actions online and take a look at a specific email with a suspicious URL and wondering, oh my gosh, is this a potential virus? NordVPN got you covered and is protecting everything inside your specific device. And if you click on the link in the description, you'll be introduced to NordVPN's deals that they have for the new year. They also do offer a 30-day money-back guarantee if you're not satisfied with your service. 
Also, one thing to mention, guys, is you also have access to choosing how you want to block certain websites. And yes, that does include pornographic websites. Make the option to put protection on your devices today with NordVPN's protective threat feature. You could pay annually or even monthly with simply just the new packages that they have for the new year. Put protection on all of your devices today, including even your location. Okay, guys, back to the episode. So for Christians, believers who are listening, if we believe in Christ, if we believe in God, I, we have to also believe that there is an enemy out there. And if we don't believe he exists, well, I'm here to say he's winning the battle in your life. Also, if you don't believe he is an active threat and he is here to go against God's people, go against anything that is of the will of God, then I will say then, yeah, that's all he really ultimately cares about. Even here in another podcast episode, one guy said, you know, the devil wanted, wants to be worshipped, but sometimes I think he's just okay if someone's living their life content not believing in him because he's like, okay, well then <laughs> that's almost just as good as someone who just who chooses to worship me but demonic activity or as we're talking about here when it comes to going through things like depression uh suicidal thoughts murderous thoughts and everything sometimes we're like okay what is a demon what is not a demon well let's get this out of the way if you're discouraged because someone offended you or whatnot, let's say someone cut you off on the highway and you're like, gosh, that jerk. We, we cannot sit back and say that, oh, yeah, that's definitely a demon. Uh, <laughs> but I think to recognize what are evil demonic spirits, I think it really comes down to one word, and that's the word pattern. What is the pattern of your behavior? What is the pattern of your day-to-day -day mental health? And the reason why we are tying demonic activity with mental health is because if the enemy and demonic spirits have to target one thing in a person it's actually just their mind seriously i mean they cannot attack anything else why is that because the mind is the headquarters of everything in a human being and my grandfather used to always say this he says in hollywood movies they always portray that scene and i believe it's in matthew chapter four when the devil was tempting jesus that Satan actually physically appears as this villain looking person. He's sitting down next to Jesus and he's talking to him and Jesus is just resisting. Like he goes, no, in real life, he goes, I believe Jesus was alone and everything he was battling with as the scriptures de uh, define was in his mind. <laughs> Jesus is walking by and he sees a stone. I'm pretty sure it was just a simple thought. Since I'm the son of God, I could probably turn this stone into bread. And he's like, wait, no. And then he quotes the scripture. And then at the end, he goes away from me, Satan, and everything. Pretty much recognizing, you know what? These thoughts are of the devil. So sometimes I think we have to understand, you know, there are ties to mental health and demonic activity. But for me, I think it's just like, what is the pattern in your Christian walk? Is if you're really dealing with low self-esteem, because here's one thing, there's only one thing that the nature of demonic spirits or the nature of demons is just torment and torture. And it's the nature of the enemy, the Satan himself, is to steal, kill, and destroy. So I guess, what are your thoughts on, like, I guess, demons, if, you believe, if they are active in this world, 
what do you believe? Okay, what can you say? This is definitely something spiritual. This is coming from a demonic spirit um, based on, I guess, maybe experiences y'all have had or whatnot. So this, for me, this is something that, um, this is something I've been recently studying because I have a friend that kind of uh, started participating in a hyper charismatic church. And so uh, it opened up the door for a lot of conversations uh, conversations that I'm very thankful for because I didn't really know how these guys defended uh, some of their views until recently. Um, you know, but uh, specifically, I mean, our, our clearest passage about spiritual warfare uh, is Ephesians 6. And uh, what's interesting is when you when you look there, uh, it talks about how our battle, let me see if I can flip there real quick, but it talks about how, you know, our battle is not against flesh and blood. Um and, and one of the interesting things when I was looking up demons, especially, you know, specifically in the New Testament, uh, and we learn a lot from Satan and what, what Satan and demons can do, I think, from reading Job, too, uh, what things he's allowed to do, um, but God gives him permission to do. That's that's an interesting concept, too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he's talking about putting on the full armor of God so yeah. that you can stand against the schemes of the devil, our our our, our Okay. powers are forces and the way he says to fight it is through is it, you know pray at all times in spirit with every prayer and request they alert all perseverance intercession for all the saints uh pray for me that i may have boldness you know so um i think the satan i think what we get though when we read this and then you see like demons are, are attributed to these false teachers during the bible times uh, yeah. and so to destroy the church right uh to, to seek to steal to kill destroy uh, i think that's even what he talks about in that first peter passage too about false teachers and how they're destroying the church and how you know Satan is involved in that work, um, so I think that's an important aspect to it. That that's that's his main goal, right? And so some of this, like I said, some of this I think is going to be uh, just straight from our like kind of like you were talking about, um, uh, you know, some of this just battles of the mind, you know, and that's another interesting topic to get into is what you know what 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 areas of our being can can satan and demons actually get to because they're not omnipresent but uh, they are i believe spiritual beings so uh, i think their spirit can somehow speak to our spirit and uh you know give us temptations and uh different things like that and then you know, you know so bottom line is is i think especially when it comes to you know depression and suicide is where do these thoughts come from this is why it's going to be it's so difficult to just give it like a general answer because You're you really right. got to talk to each individual person. You know, that's what makes this very difficult. But uh, I think when you talk to an individual person, uh, the things I would be looking for is maybe kind of like you said, you know, I'm looking for, uh, is there a pattern? Uh, you know, is there like a exorcism or anything? Uh, like I said, I think things like that are actually a lot more rare than like hyper charismatics would give credit. But uh, I have been in rooms where just like you can just feel like a dark presence, you know. Yeah. And so I think there are places that maybe, uh, you know, people, places, you know, I don't know about things, but at least people in places that you get around them, you can just feel that demonic influence around you, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, always, always remain confident in uh, the verse for First John four four. Uh, you know, you are from God, little children. You have conquered them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Uh, and I think that's super important that, uh, you know, maybe maybe sometimes we misguess, you know, hey, that was a demon. And I misguessed it as just a natural, a natural issue with our sinful flesh, you know. 
but the, the the most important thing is to know that you know greater is the one that is in us yes, and he is that is in, in the, the world. world amen um, yeah so yeah <laughs> that was pretty good yeah christian do you have anything to add on that yeah you make that make sense what <laughs> make that make sense <laughs> i don't know if i can do that much no i think i i agree with everything y'all are saying and i think it's um you think about the passage in romans where it's uh therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus so i think he can use something as simple as our past or our sins in our past and it's continually brought up can be something and something that the devil can use to tempt us or to make us fall into that depressive state. But I think, um, like Jonathan was saying, with I'm losing my train of thought as I'm trying to say it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It happens. It happens. Yeah. But it'll come back to me at one point. Yeah. I guess for me, it's like, if we're going to talk about, you know, if demons, uh, how, you know, what are demon possessions, what are demonic influences or oppressions? I think we just really have to go back to the scriptures as Jonathan was talking about. I think of, I think the most notable verse in the Bible or story in the Bible of a demon possessed person is in Mark chapter five, where Jesus casts out the demon possessed man in the, pretty much the isolated island and yeah. um bible says of course he had the whole the full characteristics of what demons are one thing we got to understand too they were fallen angels so these are gigantic beings angels are not like human beings uh the bible talks about in genesis when some of the demons were actually active on earth they referred to them as giants which were 13 to 15 feet tall which of course had sexual relations with women which produced basically a hybrid race. So believe it or yeah. not, some people are wondering why did God flood the earth during the times of Noah? Well, I actually will probably leave the sermon. It was from Pastor David Hernandez who talked about that. Well, it was because it was evil spirits or demons that were able to be active on earth and they were able to go to the human race and try to produce their own race, which literally just cringed the heck out of god the father but i think we have to understand one thing is demons um are powerful beings and going back to mark chapter five uh they definitely have this strong i mean the bible says he no one could subdue him no human could subdue him he would cut himself he would howl but when jesus appears then boom it's just like boom it all just it, it took a 360 and when jesus said what is your name he says we are legion uh my uh, legion because we are many and we know the story they see the pig a herd of pigs and they're like please cast us into those pigs and jesus gives them the permission and then they were able to actually possess not a human being but an animal so one thing we have to understand is spirits or evil spirits if we want to talk about possession here evil spirits possess prefer i really do believe prefer to be living in something to possess something and i would say it is most of the time they do prefer to possess humans but if you think about it like 
you know, even in the times of uh, Adam and Eve, we talk about the serpent and the serpent was able to speak to Adam oh. and Eve and actually communicate with Adam and Eve. But when God, <laughs> you know, when they sin, God said, I will curse this, you know, the serpent will now have to, you know, slither. It will no longer have legs. And I, I do believe some people actually believe that animals were actually even able to communicate. But because of sin, they said, you know what, God took that privilege away and now animals are not able to communicate. So it's a very interesting concept. I can go all day with this. But I think we have to understand one thing, too. In Mark chapter five, something I get out of that demonic possession is what causes a person to be demonically possessed. And I know the follow up question I had was, does demonic possession tie into mental health or illness? I feel like a conclusion we have is, well, I don't believe it's every single situation every mental health situation. That's why I really lean more on pattern because one thing about an analogy I like to give, and I'm not sure, and I'll kind of let you guys add on to that. I don't know about y'all, but I hate rats. <laughs> I hate rats with a passion. And why is that? Because rats, some people say, Oh, they're so cute. Yada, yada. But let's be real. If they get into your house, they could be your worst nightmare. <laughs> And I remember there was a time, I think it was at my friend's house or someone who I knew. Um, there was a time he talked about, he started noticing things missing in his home, like mostly food. And he was like, what's going on? Turns out there was, he found out there was a bad rat infestation and he didn't even realize it. And why is that? Well, he actually realized there was an open door. There was an open door and that's how they were able to get in. And like rats, rats like demons once they have an open door yeah once they have an open door they intend to stay there that's their home they're not going to leave and they're going to come and steal whatever they want to steal that's my analogy of what i look at uh, as a demonic nature when it comes to mental health so here i guess what i'm talking about or what i'm leaning into is what are the doors because so, there's even that question can christians have demons you know and some people say, well, there's no scripture basis, but I think of Judas, a man who was literally right next to Christ for a good amount of time, almost like probably two or three years in his life. And the Bible says right before the betray, like when he went to go betray Jesus, the Bible says Satan entered into him. So I guess like the question is, is like when we're talking about open doors here, can a mental health issue, a bad thought be an open door? And the obvious open doors are Ouija boards, you know, someone who's playing with Ouija boards or this new age stuff that we hear about all the time, playing with crystals, stuff that definitely has a tie into the yeah. demonic activity. But I guess like I guess to influence or continue on is like, does demonic possession tie into mental health or illness? But I guess my answer is like, OK, but I do believe it ties into the enemy can enter in or demons can enter in if a human soul gives them the permission to do that. And sometimes I'm like, is that subconsciously or is that consciously? If we if we decide to play with, mess around with Ouija boards or even the music we listen to that, let's say, is tied into demonic, like something about the demonic or demonic movies. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but that's how I view how it's possible that demons can potentially influence or uh, possess a person. Whoever wants to answer. <laughs> I know that was a lot. Yeah, I know that was a lot. I'm like, man, I'm going. I'm I think I'm going off too fast. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a, there's a lot there. Um, there's a couple different things. I mean, 
obviously the, the the debate on whether or not a Christian could be demon possessed uh, is has grown recently because there's a couple of others that that come out in Jesus name movie uh, called some controversy. Um, but the way I've heard even charismatics that aren't hyper charismatic, they'll they'll call it instead of being say they can be possessed, they'll say that Christians could be demonized and that the, the, the devil can get or Satan can get in their flesh, but can't really fully possess their spirit. Um, but I don't uh, uh, I, I don't personally see that in Scripture that a demon. I mean, that a Christian could be uh, fully possessed or that I can, yeah. that a demon could take over a Christian's flesh or anything. Uh, I mean, with Judas, I think. Uh, John, when he when he had in mind, I'm, I'm sure he probably had Judas in mind when he wrote that verse in uh, I think it was First John four or something like that. Uh, but he says he they you know some of these people they went out from us because they were not of us you know. Um, <clears throat> but that's kind of a it's kind of a different topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of a, a very broad topic. We could we could go on and on on that, but um, you know, I, I I still just I think when you. I don't know, like, like, for instance, like what I would say, something I know, um, I think almost without a shadow of a doubt, that is demonic activity that we can see right now is like this new age, uh, the new age thoughts that have been popping up. Yeah. You know, I think uh, uh, I, it almost seems like how all these people are coming together and like all their thoughts are almost, you know, not identical, but very similar. It's almost like they have a soul teacher, you know. Yeah, uh, my professor he taught a uh, he taught a world religions class one time, and he said that these kids that weren't Christians that were in there, he said that they they all were kind of given their thoughts, and he said in all these different classes, all their thoughts came down to one, and it's like it's he said it's almost like they have a soul teacher, you know, and so I think like demons are are you know teaching false things, you know, and especially in New Age stuff, you get uh, you're getting visions, you're getting these you know these personal thoughts, this pragmatism, you know. And so all these people are getting their own philosophical thoughts and ideas and all this stuff. And so I think that, that Satan is, is communicating with people's minds in that way. Um, you know, but as far as like a, a full on demonic possession, uh, I don't hold to the view that a Christian could be demonically possessed. And that's where in demonic possession specifically, mm-hmm. I think when we look at the scriptures is that the demon enters a person and completely controls everything about them, yeah. you know, their thoughts, their actions, you know, it's like with, this guy, his name's Daniel Adams. He's the one I'm trying to really uh, wrestle with. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, you know, I'm really trying to wrestle with him. And everything's a demon. Everybody gets, you know, you know. But I'm like, do do demons really line up at a church service to come get, you know, <laughs> exercise? <laughs> you know, show me that in the scriptures. You know, um, <clears throat> and so I think specifically though. All right, so let's say for instance, like for me, uh, I was when I was. Uh, uh, when I was depressed, it was because I was 15 years old. My mom passed away. Uh, I wasn't really finding meaning. I wasn't really finding purpose. I mean, my dad was a pastor. I was at church. You know, I always tell people the old, the old uh, preacher's kid joke that when I was a kid, I was drugged to church. I was well, I was drugged. You're supposed, I was supposed to stop there. <laughs> I was drugged uh, as a kid. I was drugged to church on Sundays, drugged to church on Wednesday, you know. Uh, and so I was in church, but I was still d- struggling with this depression, which I think had I gone to a therapist, they probably would have diagnosed me with uh, clin- clinical major depression. But, um, you know, so I think about, okay, so the specific instance that happened was my mother passing away. All right. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think a demon snuck into the the hospice room that night, you know, and stabbed my mother's heart or something, you know, I don't yeah, think yeah. the demon actually caused that. And so I think it's, I think it's just that fallen sinful nature where 
Uh, I think, you know, even when I was saying, you know what, I believe, you know, I believe in heaven. I believe in the afterlife. I believe my mother is with Jesus right now. Um, but it's like, kind of like I was mentioning earlier, it's like maybe my faith wasn't very strong. And so then, so I don't think that having the actual depression itself in that moment, I don't think that was a, a demon attacking me. But when I got into that depressive state, I think maybe some of these thoughts of, hey, maybe you should just kill yourself, you know? Maybe you should just, uh, the thought that always popped in my head was maybe take that steering wheel and just shove it right to the right, just fly off into that tree over there. You know, some of those thoughts were kind of going through my head. Now, I think, I think those thoughts were demonically influenced and not to mention the fact that if God already knew I was going to be a pastor and that he was going to use me for his kingdom, I mean, how much harder would, would Satan want to fight to make sure that doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. And so I think, I think maybe I had some demons saying, you know, kind of, somehow putting these thoughts in my head, Jonathan, you have no purpose here. Jonathan, there, there is no, you know, Jonathan, it would just be better that you die. You know, and we see that with Paul, you know, he's like, Paul is like, sometimes, you know, that he was, he was facing so much oppression from people and, and demons and this thorn in his flesh and all this stuff and, and his imprisonments. And he was like, some days he's saying, I just want to be honest with you guys that some days I despise life itself. And in Philippians, he has that struggle between, hey, I want to yeah. I want to be in heaven, but I want to do ministry on the earth, you know, and so he's yeah. going back and forth in his head. And uh, but it was the it was the truth of God's word is what kept him grounded, you know, and I think, though, that even even Paul, I mean, I'm sure he had friends he talked to, you know, and I don't know the history of, of mental health and how it was back then and stuff. But I do know we've made a lot of different a lot of progress since then, uh, just in the scientific realm and all but. Uh, back then, all they had was God to lean on for the most part, you know, Hard, yeah. uh, then there were some other things. Yeah, I mean, there were some other things I'm sure they did. I mean, the Bible teaches, you know, hey, we need to have unity. We need each other. Like Christian was talking about earlier, you know, we need to come come together, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I think I think overall, those it's like when we get into uh, because of the, the, the sinful, the, the, the sinful curses that have been on the world for all of eternity, I think. Satan sometimes he uses those, and I think he can. I think he can put thoughts into our head, um, and 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 it could cause you know depression. It can cause suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. Um, so that's why I think in every article I looked up, even the, these non-Christian, you know, almost almost completely non-religious articles, even they said that yeah, antidepressants can help, but they're not an end all. You know. Yeah, even even therapy, even just going to therapy is not an end all. You know, having having just having family support is not does not just fix it all. You know, so I think what's important is to make sure that you get the help that you need mm. and and fight it from all angles. And I and I read that from two very 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 Christian websites. One is GotQuestions.org, and one yeah. is focused on the family. And both of them said attack this thing from all angles. Right, angles, anything yeah. that goes against the fruit of the spirit. Uh, anything goes against the fruit of the spirit. So if you're producing something that is not the fruit of the spirit in your life, attack it from all angles and fight it back. Even wh whether you know for sure whether it's a demon or not, fight it, fight back. You know. Yeah. So, anyways, I've rambled on long enough. So let me. <laughs> I mean, no, that's <laughs> great. That's else. so good. Yeah, that's so good. But uh, yeah, Christian, did you have anything to add on? Yeah, the demonic possession or the influence. Yeah, I think it's a lot of influence especially with christians i don't think they can because when i was studying up on this he talked about how the holy spirit is the presence of god and how god can't be in the presence of darkness so therefore we're not going to be able to be possessed by a demon while also being possessed by or have the holy spirit inside of us possessed by the holy spirit sounds a little weird 
But um, yeah, having the Holy Spirit inside of us, it can't dwell also with a demon inside of us, but it can definitely influence. I think back to when I read the screw tape letters, that whole book is just talking about demons trying to entice people to do the works of the devil more than the works of Christ. And it's two demons going that. back and forth. Are they really? That'll yep. be good. Wow. <laughs> Dang, I'm already excited for that movie. But, oh, I don't know <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, it was one of C.S. Lewis's. He's got like a collection and that was fun. But um, I think back to when I was depressed, it was like in eighth grade, it was early middle school. It was, I was like in a class where I felt alone and then, Middle school, I think, just sucks for everybody for the most part. Mm-hmm. You're going through, like, identity. You're going through the puberty and all the chemicals and all that other jazz. But it just put me in a depressive state. And looking at this Ephesians 6 passage, just the word of God that I had the uh, support of my family and my youth pastor at the time was helping me out, too. Mm-hmm. And it was the word of God that kind of brought me out of all of that. And if you look into Ephesians 6, it's talking about, the armor of God and you have all these defensive weapons, but the only offensive weapon is the word of God and prayer. And so I think to take us away from those things, we have to be um, on the word of God and looking at different verses, especially second Corinthians 10, five, it talks about taking every thought captive. And I like your rat analogy where if we take them captive at first, then it's not going to dwell in us it's not gonna mm-hmm. have the rat steal all our food we can catch them the first time and yeah. then repeatedly throughout especially the epistles setting your minds on things that are above whatever is honorable and then whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is right and so yeah i think you see even unbelievers right now you get on ted talks and they're like think positive things think positive vibes so it's like it's like they know what they're supposed to do, but they don't know the truth, so they don't know all of it. Like it's yeah. like you're so close, you're halfway there, <laughs> but you're you're yeah. not quite there. Yeah. So Amen. Yeah, and I think if we have to understand one thing about the difference between if we're gonna talk about if demons are behind, you know, dark mental decisions or dark mental illnesses, we have to understand the difference between demonic influence versus demonic possession and if it comes down to talking about you know if christians could be demon possessed or be demonized again i think it goes back to you know what what is a person's story uh and if we understand the difference between demonic influence and possession well i think demonic influence is just the simple term as jonathan was mentioning about his depression is yeah Demons, I mean, uh, even what's his name? Uh, Derek Prince, one of the good uh, um, theologians or commentators of our time back in the 90s, even said, like, there are character traits that of, of demonic influence. And the first one, obviously, is temptation. You know, sometimes I think a demon could really, or even the enemy himself, could influence someone to take advantage of their sinful nature, which is their flesh, as he did with Adam and Eve knowing that there was something in them, there was a rebellious side in them, you know, that could easily get them to change and make a decision against God, which what I believe is temptation. I also believe it's deceive. You know, 
when we have to understand something about demonic influences, it I really believe it starts by someone becoming deceived by what they're believing. And as we even mentioned, it's in Second Corinthians 11 verses 13 and 15, where Paul basically tells them, hey, be careful, because even Satan himself can disguise himself as the angel of light. Hey guys, before we continue on with the episode, I want to remind y'all, for those who are enjoying the content so far, to check out Faithful Counseling, one of our sponsors for today's episode. Faithful Counseling is an online platform that allows you to connect with a licensed professional who is also a practicing Christian, just like you. If you're really struggling with your mental health, struggling to get through in life, and you really just need to sit down and talk to someone, Faithful Counseling definitely will have you covered. It's 100% online, just simply through an app on your phone. You can fill out just a quick form and be connected with a licensed professional within 24 hours. And this is within your preferences from what you are looking for. And if you don't like the counselor that you are sitting with, you can change anytime. There is also financial aid available and so much more that we can do to make sure that counseling is affordable to you and anyone else that you are working with. Other than that, guys, once again, feel free to check out the link on my description, uh, free, uh, faithfulcounseling.com forward slash free and redeemed. You can get 10% off your first month. Definitely get a feel on how it is to go through therapy. Other than that, once again, check out the description, faithfulcounseling.com forward slash free and redeemed. Make the choice to sign up with Faithful Counseling today and help recover on your mental health. Okay, guys, back to the episode. So sometimes I do believe, like, when it comes to demonic influence, it could be someone believing that this is godly. I mean, we've, I've even heard people trying to mix New Age with Christianity. New Age is almost <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, New Age is almost kind of like Christianity. They just take God out of the picture. And I remember I even came across this. I think it was like a multi-level marketing firm that were all about New Age. And when I talked about God, or when God was brought up, they're like, don't say God, say the universe. I'm like, (laughs) so it's like being deceived that, hey, this is something that is my, and I even did a video on this one time where I said, how can you tell someone's deceived? It's just like, how do they respond when you disagree with them? You know, that's how you can truly tell if someone's being deceived is if you disagree with them, do they get like extremely angry? Do they start threatening you? Do they start telling you all these things just because you disagreed on a statement with them? I say people disagree with me all the time when it comes to the functions of Christianity. And I said, hey, I just know Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. That's my belief. That's the truth I believe in. You don't believe in that. Well, I'm sorry, but that's on you. <laughs> and I'm not here to insult you or curse you just because you don't believe that my savior is real. But I'm here to pray for you. But I think another thing too is, yeah, we have to understand demonic influences, demons influencing you either into sin or influencing you in a different direction away from God. Because that's ultimately their purpose is to take you out of the will of God. Also enticing, you know, uh, Proverbs chapter 7 verse 21 when it talks about the adulterous woman or the immoral woman enticing someone to commit adultery enticing someone to do something that is definitely going to put their life on the line yet they don't even realize it but now getting into the big part that 
dun 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 the demonic possession <laughs> is what is demonic possession and again it goes back into as jonathan even mentioned is the a definition i got from it is the supposed invasion of the body by an evil spirit or devil that gains control of the mind or soul producing mental disorder physical illness or criminal behavior many forms of physical and psychological illnesses were formerly attributed to such possession notably uh, epilepsy and this is keep in mind this is the website's definition uh schizophrenia Tourette and Tourette's disorder. The traditional remedy for possession was ritual exorcism. Now, I think of certain things about certain people, and I've talked about this on my podcast a few times since I'm a native here in Texas. I think of the Uvalde shooting or whatnot, uh, the Uvalde mass shooting that happened on what's actually about to be a year uh, in a few weeks. But just seeing the dark behavior and the dark humor of that young, the gentleman who, the 18-year-old gentleman, uh, my thing is like, you know, that is something where I can identify that as demonic possession. Someone who has it in their mind to do something that's very unnatural. On the news, we could watch that and we're like, man, that is so screwed up. Who would do that? Who would go and, and murder innocent young children? But we have to understand there is a nature of the demons. And I remember my... There was this older man in my church way back in the day. He says, demons are nasty. <laughs> They're very nasty. They do not think like human beings. They're nasty. They think the worst of the worst. And sometimes I think that's what we have to understand is when we have these horrible thoughts of suicide, these horrible thoughts of murder, these horrible thoughts of anger, which is why sometimes we even have to understand something when it comes to asking if Christians can be demon possessed. Well, we have to understand it could even go back to demonic influence. Demons at the same time can still tempt Christians, as Paul even acknowledged in his letters. Jesus was even tempted to do wrong. He was enticed to do something against the will of the Father. So I think we have to understand demonic possession, in my opinion, sometimes, yeah, can be very rare. But I do believe demons being casted out or demons being demons just yeah ultimately leaving in the presence of god i still do believe yeah that is still biblical today i know there's a debate there was a debate going around when that movie come out in jesus name came out some people believe that miracles don't exist anymore neither do two demon possessions or deliverance ministries exist anymore but i still do believe yeah no i do believe that there is a tie with mental illness and demonic oppression or demonic possession and I think it's just like as believers, I think we should definitely uh, take every thought captive as Christian was just saying and understanding that, you know, we, we have to take it serious and we have to understand there are, there is a spiritual supernatural realm that we cannot see and how we choose to take care of that. It, it's really up to us as Christians. But I think if, if it comes down to can a Christian be demon possessed if you fervently pursue a relationship with Christ, let me tell you, demonic spirits cannot be in the midst of the power of Christ. And therefore, you know, I could even say I've seen, um, I've seen uh, deliverances where people just, yeah, like someone, some people say, I just felt something like a weight lifted off my shoulders during a worship service. Sometimes I'm wondering like, man, was that an evil spirit? 
like just panicking and like, I'm out of here. There's even times where I've been in retreats where we would do, I, I remember one specific retreat where we were, we were preaching on the cross and right when we were about to start praying over the young people, deliverance just naturally came as I was talking to Christian right before we hit record deliverance would just naturally come like literally young people keep in mind these were people that were not christians for so many years these were young kids who were showing up because their parents were forcing them to come or they definitely were coming from a dark background and instantly boom they would start screaming i remember one young girl who was coming from an abusive home was straight up screaming at the preacher saying shut up you shut up and like literally was like trying to attack them and everything. And then of course there was prayer point is, I think what I'm trying to say is demons are active. That's my conclusion. Demons are active. And I think as Christians, we have the authority and the power of Christ to take those thoughts captive and to take those evil spirits captive as well. But I don't know what y'all's thoughts are. I guess I fully can't speak on this. I've heard stories and it's crazy to hear. And I think, I agree with everything you said. It's still active. It's still a thing. I agree with Jonathan. It's probably more rare than we think of, but I haven't really experienced that firsthand. So I don't feel like I have too much to talk about it, but I definitely can see his influence. I don't know, like as far as possession wise, overall possession wise, and maybe I just haven't recognized it, but like there hasn't been too many mass shootings towards this way i guess and so i haven't really experienced yeah. <laughs> stuff like that but now that you say that i can definitely see that you can see the torment of people when just the fight within their mind of those people that go to that point are usually somebody who's been struggling with mental illness or even the most recent one in um near nashville tennessee they talked about how this uh girl had been battling mental health issues and then going to therapy and like it's got to be something she uh had been going on in her head she had been fighting and then finally something exploded and she set her point to do all of these things which it would have to be some form of demonic influence to be able to go in there and just murder outright yeah and so i think yeah i guess what i'm saying too Yeah, I guess what I'm saying, too, before Jonathan answers is I think if demons are active and real, mental health is a serious issue today in our world. I think as believers, we need to just continue on our purpose is be a voice. Jesus says, go into all the world and preach the gospel, make disciples, people that were once demonically possessed or or oppressed. You know, God has the power and authority to change that person. And it's just up to us to be used by him to do that. But yeah, no, that's a good point, Christian. That really is. Do you have anything else, Christian? Or nah, I think that's about all I can think of. <laughs> all right. So uh, I have a few thoughts on that. So uh, uh, you know what? I had it really well lined out in my head right before I started talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm worried if I if I just I'm worried now I'm just gonna start in the middle and then we're gonna have to backtrack, but uh, you know, there's a couple of different things, and, uh, you know, I don't have to cover it all, but uh, in James 1, so uh, it, he talks about temptation. This is what he says in verse, uh, I'll start in verse 13. No one undergoing a trial should say, I am being tempted by God, since God is not tempted by evil, 
and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desire. And after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. By his own voice, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits of this creature. So um, the, the thought I get from that is like, okay, let's, let's, you know, let's specifically talk about, I, hate, I really hate talking about really sensitive issues, but, uh, you know, let's talk about a school shooter. You know, is every uh, school shooter demonically possessed? Okay, so if, uh, and I, I'm sure there have been people that have, have spent time studying the psychological s- uh, statuses of, people who would commit such just atrocious crimes, uh, you know, but uh, my guess would be is that, all right, let's say, you know, that, that girl specifically, I know I read a few things. I know that uh, I believe she was transgender or part of the LGBTQ for, uh, from Nashville, Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, and, and so, all right, so you already get that. And that's a, that's a sin. You know, I think, you know, I, I think that's important to note. Uh, you know, so and the sin is disobedience from God. It's something that separates us from God. So there's already a separation from God there, right? And then she has to. She, it talks about how she kind of built a hatred for her parents, who were Christians, who were telling her, "Hey, this is wrong," right? So then that hatred started. And so, you know, if you take this passage here and we apply it to this, all right. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe in that hatred and this fallen, you know, because I think through the fall there's disunity among people um you know and so there's this disunity and he, he, jesus said you know if you're gonna follow me i mean you're gonna have to hate your mother your brother, <laughs> your brother. You, know? you know so there is a disunity that comes because there is a fallen world and so that disunity it's already been there right so i would say satan is responsible for that disunity but um that disunity that's already there uh, so it's more of like a passive i guess um presence of satan there and so maybe maybe uh and 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 you, I could scratch everything I'm saying and say maybe this this girl really was fully possessed by a demon, had no control over her body whatsoever because a demon entered her and took control. Um, that is a possibility, but maybe that hatred. So maybe maybe Satan and these demons they found an opening. Like we were talking about, they found that opening that hey, there's some hatred. I could feed into that hatred, and I could I could cause a very very evil thing to be produced. I can cause I can. I can produce in this, uh, how, how does he word it in, in there? He says, uh, uh, after desire has conceived, maybe this conceived sinful fleshly desire, this conceived uh, fleshly hatred, maybe I could feed off of that so it can give birth to death. It can give birth, birth to uh, something extremely, extremely sinful, right? And yeah. so I think the devil can feed off of that. Um, and so one of the things, though, I am concerned about in my personal ministry is, um, you know, this is why I want to make sure that I really understand the word of God on this issue, because if I'm a pastor and I've got people struggling with mental health, sin issues, whatever, I mean, if they're struggling with suicide and depression and what I need to do is cast a demon out of them. All right. Well, I need to get to work, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm very confident that if if somebody is fully possessed. Um, that that for one, you're probably going to know, especially if you're a pastor or just any Christian with spiritual eyes looking at the situation. I think you'll know, hey, this person is really fully possessed, you know. Um, But on the flip side, you know, uh, I I also think that, I mean, really, what's I mean, couldn't Satan accomplish more 
if people if if he kind of influenced people rather than took full control over them right mm-hmm. you know he because i mean he wants to praise honor and glory but really he just wants to see destruction you know yeah um, and so he doesn't need somebody to worship him because if they're not worshiping god they are worshiping him you know yeah um and so it's kind of my thoughts there so so i think he kind of feeds off of those openings and then sometimes he actually those openings are so wide that sometimes satan or usually by satan uh, but, you know, uh, maybe not Satan himself possessing the person. Maybe it's a demon could slide in there and actually possess and take full control over a person. Um, but a lot of times I think it's just like, you know, this, this the demons are there. It's just like when I, I have a, um, a family member that has told me that she is openly pagan, you know. <laughs> and so when I'm around her, I mean, I can like feel that spiritual darkness. So I really do believe that either she is fully possessed because just that hatred she has for Christianity, which is based off her past, based off of mental stuff like that, trauma, you know, maybe some of that is is her being fully possessed or maybe there's just demons because of the abuse and trauma that she's faced. So, um, yeah, I think we definitely know. We definitely, uh, you know, I definitely want to make sure it's clear what we're, you know, what even me as a Christian, you know, what I, what am I what am I telling, you know, other Christians to do, you know, yeah. I'm telling you to go find an exorcist am i telling you to go seek professional medical help from somebody that's not mm-hmm. a christian am i telling you to just go talk to a family member or go talk to a pastor you know uh i think that's probably uh that's yeah. that's where my biggest heart is is trying to figure out what exactly am i telling these individuals to do uh, and i think it's important to to talk about what we're talking about because yeah. we have to know where the source is to be able to deal with the issue yeah i think the right answer is just you know tell them to seek the lord <laughs> Seek the Lord, you know, the more you seek him, yeah. you know, the more he, I mean, Jesus said it, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. And rather if that's a result of, you know, if we call that an exorcism or deliverance, rather if that's going to counseling or rather if that's just, you know, going to, you know, responding to an altar call or turning on worship music in your room and just having the Bible open and just surrendering to God, you know, whatever it is, I think Jesus always has freedom in mind. Um, with that and yeah i i really like what you said about the topic of anger and satan feeding off of that because i always think of that scripture and i'm not sure how much context jesus could really put in that i need to probably look more into the theological side or commentary side of it but um the part where jesus gives the parable about the unforgiving servant you know when he talks about the master after he finds out that you know he he put someone in prison after he forgave his high debt. He says, fine, release him. I will release the tormentors on him until he pays his debt back. Some people believe, well, unforgiveness, that means, oh, you know, you'll be, you'll go to hell if you don't, you know, if you don't forgive. Sometimes I do believe, because I've seen most people, and I could even say this was me as well, when unforgiveness really starts manifesting in someone or really starts building in someone, that's when you really start seeing a decline in a person's mental health. It's that injustice, that anger, that, you know, uh, oh, I'm going to get that person back. I have this hatred for them, knowing it's serious uh, unforgiveness. And I personally have never read the Satanic Bible, but there is that one influence I think the enemy has on someone. And that's just do what, do as you will, do what you want to do. And I feel like sometimes in terms of anger as to the Nashville shooter or let's say school shooters, it's like doing what I want to do. 
sometimes I wonder if you just were to sit down with them literally an hour before they were to go out and shoot someone. I'm sure that there's that influence in their mind already that I'm going to do this. This is going to fulfill me. This is going to make get the, you know, get the vengeance or whatever I want or whatnot. And it's because of that built up. And that's where, you know, that's what we got to understand too. Mental health builds up over time. And it's just, and when we talk about taking every thought captive, it's seeking God and knowing that the more we take our thoughts captive with him, that's when we really start to see the change in the enemy's plans with whatever his plans were uh, just completely be destroyed. But yeah, I'm not sure if you guys have any final words, any final thoughts. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, I, I, uh, bottom line is, and I think Christian probably would agree with me too, is, is I take mental health very, 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 very seriously. And, um, I think that's, I mean, I think we all kind of agreed on that uh, throughout this podcast. And it's funny because in the town I'm in, I didn't, I didn't share this with you, Simon, but I think I did over messenger, but in the town I'm in, <laughs> there's literally a sign that says antipsychiatry.org. And uh, I've read some of the articles and stuff, but it's mostly about, wow. it's mostly about, they just, they hate the medication and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's almost like a conspiracy theorist decided that psychiatry is terrible. Um, but, um, I'll have to send you, 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 you probably find it interesting reading some of the articles, though. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I probably uh, looked that up. I, you know, I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I, I hate that. I even mentioned it on the podcast, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you gotta be well-rounded, I guess. But, uh, you know, but I, I take mental health so seriously because I have seen kids struggle. I've, I've talked to kids, adults, it doesn't matter. You know, I've talked to people of all various ages. Um, and I would say if we're talking from a specifically, and this is one of the things I, I spent a little bit of time studying for this podcast, is that difference between minor minor depression and major depression, right? Because I, I could pretty much uh, assure you that if you have minor major depression, or if you think you may have major depression, you really need to seek professional help. Because what you're going to need is you're going to need something more than just being able to talk to a pastor for a week that that doesn't have a a a license doesn't have a psychology background you know you're going to need something you're going to need somebody that can really dig into the brain and knows more about the brain and and you know and uh and so i i i i just think i just take it so serious because i want to see people live joyful lives i want people to have the fruit of the spirit of Galatians six, just literally just pouring out of them joy and happiness and peace, you know? And so we just want to, we want to see that in everybody. And so when I've talked to different kids and adults, you know, and I, the first thing I do is I talk to them, just kind of get a feel. Where is the issue coming from? Where are the suicidal thoughts, the depressive thoughts? What was the source? Right. And yeah. if there's something that I can just simply answer, uh, through looking at the scripture, sometimes that works. Sometimes it takes a couple of meetings, right? But if I ever sense that, hey, this is something out of my pay grade, like like pastors, listen, you need to be able to suggest uh, counselors to people, you know. And that's one thing I'm working on right now is finding counselors that I trust to recommend to people that I'm I'm counseling Absolutely. with. Absolutely, um, you know, because it, it, I think that's a I think that's a huge huge deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we take take mental health very serious. I think, I think we all do. I mean, um, I really wish I would have when I was in high school and struggling with it. Um, and so I do suggest to people, but on the flip side, I do know as a pastor that even if I suggest just because I suggest, Hey, you should go seek professional counseling. They may not. Right. And so yeah. I'm trying to get as much 
background and help and everything I can and just how to counsel people and just listen and talk and, and find the root causes of things and all that sort of thing. But yeah, it's super important. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I would just look through the scriptures. How do you, you know, the, James 4, 7, I wanted to read this one. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from flee. you. Right. And so, um, like I said, got, got questions, uh, focus on the family, very conservative Christian websites. They said they both agreed. Uh, unknowingly, I'm sure, but they both agreed <laughs> that you just got to attack depression and suicide from every angle, angle, every angle, do everything you can, you know, to, yeah. to fight that off because that's not, that's not what God has intended for you. So yeah, uh, yeah that's kind of my final yeah. thoughts here. Yeah. The enemy reacts to obedience. So if someone decides to go seek help, I got to tell you, you know, <laughs> that's their yeah. path of freedom or whatnot is seeking professional help sometimes. So yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's good. Good Christian. Yeah. I think we kind of summed it up already just to seek the Lord, seek the word of God. And that's our offensive weapon in prayer is our other offensive weapon when dealing with anything that's, of this world that's demon influencing and that like Jonathan said earlier, uh, the devil's plan is to seek, kill and destroy. And so anything that's of the church, if you are in Christ, then he's working to stop what you're doing for Christ. And so anything that's you not seeking the Lord is he's going to try to do to make you not seek the Lord. Amen. So, yeah that's good yeah well guys this was uh, an amazing discussion this was uh i think a discussion that definitely needed to be spoken over just to really get some clarity and it's like what's the holy spirit speaking and you know it's something that i feel as believers we definitely as i said we need to take it captive and just be a voice and be an influence to our world uh, our struggling yeah. and hurting world but yeah uh grace bond ministries uh yeah guys feel free to check them out as you know um this is the free and redeemed podcast uh don't forget to subscribe but uh is there anything else that uh, our listeners could find you guys on or is there something else you guys wanted to promote um yeah you can uh we're actually in the process of building a website but uh, yeah. the website's up <laughs> but this is not but it's not, not where we yet. want it to be so, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but maybe by the time you're watching this uh it's great spawn ministries uh dot com. uh you can also find us on facebook honestly that's probably the best place because that's where we update the most and uh we post all of our new podcast links but uh we're also on tiktok we do a little bit on tiktok now um doing uh doing a little bit on instagram uh, but yeah, I, I would suggest uh, Facebook and, and uh, we're on YouTube. We're on, um, uh, we, we, we post through, uh, I guess it's Spotify for podcasters now. So, so the podcast goes from, uh, to anchor to Spotify to Apple. So, uh, you can, you can pretty much find the podcast, uh, just about anywhere. Um, and we, and we, listen, we just, we tackle all kinds of topics, you know, including topics like this, you know, and, uh, Absolutely, nine yeah. times out of 10 <laughs> Christian. Christian and I, before we start, we're like, uh, I don't know, maybe we should get somebody else to talk about this. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. But sometimes you got to poke at it. You're like, you know what? Let's do it. Like, <laughs> if someone doesn't agree with us, well, as I said, yeah, once, yeah like that's that's on them. So, but uh, guys, once again, it's uh, man, this was a great yeah. collaboration. Um, there's two of y'all today. Absolutely. So, um, 
I normally ask guests or normally ask people who are on the show if whoever wants to pray us out uh, for today's episode. And after that, yeah, we'll be good. All right. Christian, you got it? Cool. Yeah, I can do it. All right. Taylor, thank you for today. Thank you for allowing us just to collaborate and just to talk about your word and the things of your word, Lord. And we know that the devil is the prince of the power of the air and he is uh, here and trying to influence others, Lord. So as people are being influenced, help us to be that light. And as believers come to us with issues, help us to show them how to seek you the best. And we thank you for this opportunity to discuss with one another, even across states. And so we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, once again, uh, thanks again. Um, Don't forget to subscribe, like this content. And with all that being said, God bless. Thank you so much for watching the Grace Bond Ministries podcast or listening to the podcast. Uh, I know there's various ways that you could be listening to this right now or watching this right now, uh, but I just want to say thank you so much. And if you would, uh, wherever you're listening, if you're listening on YouTube, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, podcast, please you know, leave a five-star review and uh, write a little thing in there. If you're on Facebook, you know, leave a comment. Uh, let me know how this impacted you or uh, even any other questions or comments or concerns you may have. Um, and also, if you have an idea or you have something you'd really want to talk more uh, deeply about, you can always email me at gracebondministries at gmail.com. But thank you so much. Remember, for it is by grace you are saved through faith and not of yourselves, for it is the gift of God. Thank you for listening to Grace Bond Ministries.